From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is uh, Teeing It Up with Daniel Fleika for Saturday, for Sunday, excuse me, November 20th, uh, 2022. Um, a very interesting Sunday. Um, uh, in the aftermath of everything that happened, college football yesterday, but for this we're going to focus on two things. We're going to focus on the RSM Classic on the PGA Tour, right Danny? I didn't even know they were still playing golf. Yeah, so now, um, two things, football and football. And I know that you're bummed that Italy is not in the World Cup, I know that you're bummed and it's just different, different time of year. Game times are different. Qatar, everything surrounding this World Cup. But for the U.S. fan who wants to see a run at it, or wants to see something of quality from the U.S. team, do you believe that this U.S. team has enough pieces to do something in this World Cup, A, and B, um, are, how, how many soccer fans do you think are out there that it's like, wait a second, it's the World Cup and they just are totally disjointed and just don't have a good feel for this World Cup just because of time of year and everything we've talked about on past podcasts? Yeah, I'll answer the second question first. I think that this World Cup, it is different, it's weird, it's you know, it's just off schedule. I think with everything that's been going on around this World Cup with Qatar and their human rights situation, the way they treat their workers, the way they treat the, the women there, the, you know, political issues they have, I think it's been more in the news than maybe some other World Cups are, other than, like, the sports aspect of it. So I do think even casual people understand that it's happening. Um... So, I think there's going to be eyes on this, and I'll be honest, I think a lot of people are going to be watching, not only for the sport, but also seeing what goes wrong, or what can go wrong. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people are going to be looking at that. I think that there's a lot of people out there getting ready to point the finger. they got their takes ready for when something happens. We've seen the way they've treated journalists already over there. Um, you know, the last couple of days, we saw their, you know, we see all, like, their news about the whole alcohol situation as well. So, I'll be interested to see how that transpires, obviously, to the people that are there, their accounts of what's going on, how they were treated, how they, they felt. You know, it'll be nice to see if there are people that are brave enough to, to share what their actual experiences were and not, you know, be afraid of that situation. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, on the U.S. side, they're in a tough group, and it's really hard for me to, to, to say one way or another for a lot of these teams what, what can happen for them because of the schedule of this World Cup. We've seen a lot of players recently being dropped from teams as well because of, I think, the condensed schedule and the injuries that are popping up. It's going to be, you know, very, very challenging, I think, for these teams to get through their group stages. they got to adjust to the weather. 
the heat that's going to be over there. There's a lot of outside noise as well surrounding this World Cup. You know, how does that you know, play into it? The players are being looked at as, as these, advocates, these uh, you know, symbols uh, of social justice and, and change and, and being the ones that can can speak out about it. And there's a lot of pressure, I think, on these players to walk the line and or be that voice. And we'll see what happens um, with all of that. So I think whatever team handles that the best is going to be able to come through. On the U.S. side, they've got to be able to, to have some positive results after their first match. And I believe they play England first. Tough game to come out again. England's not been great recently. Their form has been terrible. They're very, very, you know, conservative in their approach, and, and the U.S. needs to play within that frame and not get frustrated. But if they can come out with a point, you would think that, you know, the other two games, they should be able to get some sort of result out of that to, to advance to the round of 16. I think overall, if they can get to the quarterfinals or even the round of 16, I, I think that's a positive result for them. Uh, but we'll see. I, I think there's just a lot going on with this World Cup, and, and there's a lot of things that maybe usually don't happen in these types of tournaments that these players have to deal with. So we'll, we'll, we'll get a, a good understanding of that, I think, after the first week, you know, which teams come out and play that seem to be you know, on their game and which teams, you know, maybe the pressure is just too much of everything that's going on. First U.S. game is actually Wales. The uh, England game you were thinking of is on Black Friday. Um, yeah. But so, yeah, Wales, they play the same type of way. They're very conservative. They defend. They don't really attack. Um, and whenever you play, a those are the teams I, I hate when my teams go against because you watch your team, they get frustrated. They're the, clearly the better side, better attacking options. But when you throw 10 guys behind the ball, and your goal is just to get out there with a tie, and if you're lucky, you get a goal, those are the games you tend to lose. So in international football, that happens a lot. So you got to be able to stay within your framework, within your tactics, finish when you can finish, be clinical in front of net. Uh, so the, it's going to be the same type of challenge. You know, the only thing is Wales is less skilled than England team, but they're going to play a very similar type of style. Yeah. Daniel Fucker with us here on Teeing It Up. Um, are we in for, because of how off year this is, French team has already had an injury bug hit them. There were some pieces of the U.S. team left out because of injuries. In in your opinion, Danny, even though you may this this may not be top of mind because Italy's not in it and because of everything else going on, because of everything else going on, are we in for an uh, a bizarre winner? In your opinion, does some you know country comes out of nowhere and wins this thing? I don't think so. I, I think you're looking at Argentina, Brazil, Germany, France, Spain uh, as the, the, the favorite. And you might see some surprises early on in the group stages. 
And there's always a team or two that gets there, you know, gets to the quarterfinal or maybe even the semifinal that no one saw coming. But I think overall, with this with this off schedule of the Cup, I, I think it's it's going to be talent winged out at the end of the day. You, you need a deep squad. You know, those top teams have deep squads. So I, I don't think that there's going to be that much of a, you know, a, a party crasher, you know, that gets too, too far. I, I just think that with what's going on, and just the, it's the schedule, really. The schedule is what I think you know, prevents there being a lot of surprises because the better teams are going to have the better players. They play in the better league, and they're more fit for this type of situation. And, you know, obviously there's an injury. You know, things might change, but I think overall we're going to see talent went out at the end of the day in the tournament. Last day on the World Cup. For Argentina, if Messi wins a World Cup, is this the last thing left on his resume? It is. It is. It's his last World Cup, probably. He's already 36, 35 years old. Argentina played another major tournament for Argentina. This is the last you know, box he has to check. So if he's able to go out a winner, then you know, he'll go down as one of the best soccer players of all time. He's already up there. But this will only cement it, and, you know, it's the one thing that's avoided him. So if he's able to get there and get to the final, again, he did in 2014, but if they're able to get to the final and they're able to win it, it just cements his legacy, and you see, you're going to probably see him, you know, right off into the sunset after that. He maybe has one year left to play, like, domestically soccer. There's not going to be much left for him to accomplish. He's done everything that he's probably set out to be the last thing for him and it's going to be a hard one. It's not going to be an easy tournament for anybody uh, at the end of the day. So, I, I uh, you know, you look at Ronaldo from the Optimum commercials and he looks as fit as ever. I've heard the same thing said about him. This could be his last World Cup as well. It should be. He's in a very weird spot right now. He's not happy with his club, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's pariah in the locker room that he did. Very egotistical right now. I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how he performs, you know, how that team responds to him. If they have a bad game or if he has a bad game, you know, what type of decisions are made with him. But that, that Portugal team is... is a very interesting team with just all the dynamics they have going on with them. That leads us to Jets Pats because I believe that you're talking about climbing mountains and getting to that place that you haven't been before. Well, that's what the Jets have not been able to do against the Patriots. And I was consumed, in your mind, obsessed with Bills, Browns, and moving this game to to Detroit, and you're like, why are you so obsessed with this game? Well, I'm like, well, common opponent, divisional opponent, this could have impacts down the line. And you said to me, just beat the Patriots first. <laughs> and I would assume on a Sunday morning, your mindset with me is still just beat the Patriots first before we talk about common opponent tiebreakers. 
Yeah, it's an important game for the Jets. Off a of bye, divisional opponent, you haven't beaten in a long, long time. The weather today is brutal. It, it looks nice out. It's windy. Yeah. This is a game, if you're Zach Wilson, that you're going to have to make play. And, and I think that's really what it comes down to. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be. They're going to play good defense. New England's going to be conservative on offense. Not going to be. You know, they're not going to throw the ball around the park today. This is a game where you you're watching it, and you have to say to yourself, as a Jets fan, we need Zach Wilson to make a couple of plays for us to win this game. Because it's going to be a slog. It's going to be a, a fist fight. It's going to be ugly. And can Zach Wilson make one or two throws? to get you in field goal range, to ice the game, to extend the drive, whatever it is, he needs to be able to do that today. If, he, if he's not, the Jets are going to have a really hard time winning this game. Because, again, I, I think the weather today is going to play a big part. The wind, you know, yards are going to be precious. Points are going to be precious. And the Jets have to feel confident. You know, when they last played the, the pass, they were I was there. bad calls away. From, from running away with that game and, the, and it shifted. And this is a game where you have to go in there, you have to like make very few mistakes, play within your scheme. You're Zach Wilson. If the play's not there, throw it away, live another down, run the ball, and play good defense. And that, that's what I'm going to be watching today. It's like, can, can he make enough plays today when they're available to him help them win this game because I don't think there's going to be a lot of opportunity to do so given the element. So it's a Zach Wilson game. You know, you can come away with this and say, okay, the defense won us the game, blah, blah, blah. But if he cannot make plays, my my takes on him, my stance on him are not going to change. I really do think he needs to be able to, to, to lead this team today. And if he's not and you guys lose this game, you got Buffalo next week, and then who knows where the season goes from there. But today, today, uh, I think Zach Wilson needs to play, you know, probably his best game. And it could be zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. That's fine. But he needs to make some plays for, for the Jets today. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Water went down the wrong pipe. Look, I was there. First time they competed. And, uh, yeah, those those calls in the first half, and I was texting you and others for clarification. And um, just, you know, a couple calls away from flipping that game in the first half, and who knows where it goes from there. I also feel the same way as you described it about Giants-Lions, just in the sense of Daniel Jones, he doesn't need to do a lot. Similar conditions at MetLife, but just get the W and get out. Yeah, I mean, the Giants are in the same spot today. Look at his game on Thursday against the Cowboys. 7-2. You have a tough schedule the rest of the way. This is a game you have to have. And they're going to be facing the same type of element. It's windy. Very windy today. It's cold. I like the Giants with you know playing a quarterback like Jared Goff in this type of weather where he doesn't really perform that great when it's just that gets cold. You gotta 
be smart, make a couple of plays when you need to, play within the system, and just like you said, get out of there with the win and, and move on. Because both these teams, this is the pivot point of the season, in my opinion. You win these games, you have some room for error. You lose these games, they're not good enough teams where you can expect them to come out and, and just run over opponents every week. These are games you have to have, and, and, you know, for the Jets and for the Giants, you win these games and you're in a good spot the rest of the year. Again, you have some room for error. You lose these games, the, the doubt starts to creep in a little bit. You have tough games left on the schedule, divisional games on the schedule that are going to be tough. And, and, and then, you know, you lose out on an opportunity to have a special season. So both these teams today just got to play smart, tough, physical football, have their quarterback play smart, not make mistakes, and let your defense help you out and, and get out of there with the win and, and move on to next week. What else are you looking at today? I'm looking at the Minnesota-Dallas game. Uh, Minnesota, by the sheer luck that they had in that game against Buffalo last week, were able to win the game. Now they're playing the Cowboys, who blew a 14-point lead in Green Bay. Uh, everyone thought Green Bay were, were coming back to life, and uh, I think that was quickly put to bed after their loss on Thursday. But how does Minnesota react to that game, and how does Dallas react? I think Dallas is a better team. Uh, I think that they can definitely you know, cause Minnesota some problems in the run game. I also think their defensive line can get after Kirk Cousins and, and force him into mistakes, which we all, you know, have seen from him in the past. You know, which team here is going to, you know, take that step? For the Cowboys, you're you're in a bit of a dogfight with your division. Minnesota is fighting for a one, you know, who knew, a one seed. And this game's going to go a long way in, in determining that, so... I, I'm very interested to see how that game shakes out and, you know, what happens there. The interesting thing also about that game, the last thing I'll say about that game, is that you look at the Vikings, of all people. And the Vikings now are in the driver's seat, in a sense, in that division. Um it's not, a, it's not a sentence that I think a lot of people would have said at the start of the year because of Aaron Rodgers, you know, and, and the Packers and just the way that this Packer team has been so inconsistent and the way that Kirk Cousins and the Vikings have, and, and uh, Kevin O'Connell have been mind-blowingly consistent. Those two opposite poles have allowed you this moment and that's where this gets really interesting with short weeks looming for both teams. Vikings going to, uh, uh, sorry, for, for uh, Dallas with um, Thanksgiving against the Giants looming. A bigger game for them in terms of the division. But this this could be a very eye-opening game. Yeah, Minnesota has a short week too. They have the pass on Thursday. That's right, that's right. Forgot about that, that's right. Yeah. yeah hey, Dallas opened the game last week. I I do think Dallas is a better team. 
Minnesota's been very lucky, very fortunate in some of their victories. Last week was one of them. And I, at the end of the day, it comes down to how much do you trust, trust Kirk Cousins. I, I still have a seat of doubt in my mind that he's just not built for the pressure moment. And last week he got saved by a catch of a lifetime by Justin Jefferson, by a fumble on the goal line. Um, a, a Gabe Davis pass that should have been incomplete. Yeah, so I, I think that eventually, you know, things will come back to the middle for the Vikings, and some of this stuff will, will you know, even itself out. I just still, I, I don't trust him. <laughs> and that's just the way, you know, just, he has to prove me wrong. And I think after a win like that, it, it's really hard to kind of reset yourself a little bit and, and be in a spot where you're expected to win when, you know, overall the, the Vikings as a whole are always always seem like they're scratching and clawing for victories. So uh, we'll see how they how they play today. I, I think it's going to be really interesting, and we'll see what, what you know Kirk Cousins has. But I, I do like Dallas in this game. Uh, bounce back for them and uh, for them to, you know, Potentially, you know, put Minnesota back to reality a little bit. Who wins the World Cup? Ooh. Man, I, I, Brazil's the betting favorite right now. They're loaded. They're deep. They're good. I think you might see, like, a Brazil-Spain final. I don't know if they're on the same side of the bracket, you know, how that falls, falls but I think it's going to be Brazil and Spain, and I think you know, I hate to say it, but I think Brazil's going to win it. They just have two deep for the squad. They're they're very good up front. They, they're clinical and finishing. I, I think that they're right now you know, the team to beat. And Spain is good, but they lack finishing. And their defense is a little suspect. So I, I think going up against a team like that is where they would potentially see their demise. So... Give me Brazil versus Spain and, and Brazil winning it. I know it's not very original and, and everything like that, but they just seem to be set up right now to be the, the, the favorite to win it. And any other NFL games um, strike your fancy today? Yeah, I, I think this is an interesting play in general. Um, very, you know... Games that you don't think mean a lot, but are going to mean a lot, you know, when we shake this out, I think, tomorrow. Bears, Falcons. Falcons still have an opportunity, you know, to, to fight for the, the division. I, I don't think they're very good, but, you know, they have an opportunity here to, to potentially, you know, win this game and, and put some pressure on Tampa. Washington, Houston, another interesting game. They made the commitment to Heineke this week. They seem to be... You know, gaining some momentum. Are they going to be a player or spoiler as, as we see them move forward? Uh, Denver and Las Vegas. You know, two teams that are just a shit show with like their coaching, with their their quarterback play, the comments that are being made. You know, like like Paul, like Nathaniel Hackett said, someone's got to win this game. I think he forgot they could tie. So let's see. I'm I'm just intrigued to see how that shakes out. Uh, there and then, you know, Indy versus Philly. You know, are the Colts 
going to be able to ride the momentum from last week. They're not completely out of it, I, but I do think that they're not going to, you know, get anywhere. But, again, can they play spoiler? Can they build some momentum, you know, off of a win from last week? So, I think a lot of in, a lot of intriguing storylines that maybe don't necessarily have to do with the, the game itself and, and the, the play, but... I, I think we're going to find out a lot today for, about some of these teams that will we'll get some clearer, uh, a clearer picture on who's going to make the playoffs after today. Danny Flecka, as always, thank you for joining us on Teeing It Up. No problem, my man. Have a good day. You got it, and the same to all of you out there.